Hey, 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 welcome back to Cremas and Coquito. I am Napoleon. And I'm your girl, Christina. And today, what, what is our topic today? So today we could talk about fatherhood. Oh, I know you're going to like that one. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's a good one. You love talking about fatherhood, being a father, all things dad. And you always think fathers are the most important people ever. Yeah, father, so thought father, that would be a good topic for you. Yeah, fathers are definitely the most important piece to the puzzle mm. that's missing right now is why we have all of this chaos and destruction in the world is what I believe. But as far as my personal father journey, I'm still an early and a young pup in this. So um, I only have about, what, two and a half years experience. So I'm mm-hmm. going to speak for my very limited experience that I have. Um, fatherhood in the beginning when he first was born was very challenging to say the least why um dealing dealing with my life changing dealing with uh, a newborn the demands of a newborn the chaos and the um what it does to a relationship um different expectations of me um a lot of stuff just everything is upside down everything that you once knew is gone and now you're in a new normal. So I would say in the beginning, especially the first couple of months when the baby solely relies on the mother for every waking moment. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty much just an extra piece, I would say, in the beginning. Um, I would have to find different ways to be valuable, to show my, to show my worth, um, to, to show that I'm a father. So when do you think... Because you said fathers are the most important piece. When do you think fathers actually become the most important piece? Or are they always the most important piece? Because you just said, yeah, I really need it in the first stages of life. Yeah, so in the first stages of life, you guys are needed more in the first stage of life because your body, just because you were designed for it. There's nothing more that I can say to you guys are designed for it. The baby came out of you. Your body's equipped to feed it and do whatever it needs to do for the baby exclusively. Right. If you don't want to put it on formula, you don't want to do anything else. Your body, you and your baby can survive for the first. I would say it's. six. Notice months. how he said it. Huh? Mm-hmm. It. Your it. body. It's not an it. No, you said put it on formula. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> put the put the baby on formula on formula. So uh, my apologies for saying it for the baby. But I was talking about you, your body. Your body is is designed to do what it needs to do for the baby. Um, but as the baby grows, as the baby starts to get more, I would say cognizant, as the baby starts to recognize, start to speak, um, I think dads, as far as development in a baby, so from the very inception when a baby has to start um, moving around, I would say crawling, mm-hmm. getting, um, like, just that crawling stage, I think that dads are a little bit more, I would say me, I'm a little bit more like, Let's get to him staying on his stomach for tummy mm-hmm. time so he can get used to being on the floor so he can get up, he can crawl, so eventually he can walk, right? And between me and you, I know you never really liked the fact that he was on his tummy because he hated it. And I would put him squirming. on his stomach, but whenever he, yeah, he was a newborn, whenever he 
had too much, I would definitely pick him up. And you were always like, let's keep him on for longer. He can do it. Okay. My I was son, like, I'm going to come, come for him. My son, when you put him on his stomach for two seconds, he had enough. Right. And to me, if we're going to put him maybe for two that was seconds, enough for him. Yeah. So if we're going to put him for two seconds, we might as well not do it. So I think that's where a father is a little bit more valuable. Right. Especially when you have a son. I understand that he's screaming because he doesn't want to do it. Not that he can't do it or he's you don't in know pain. That. No, I knew he wasn't. It wasn't because he was in pain. He wasn't whatever, because he was he, he was playing us from the very beginning. Right. And that's <laughs> something that I recognize extremely early. And. Um, I didn't lead with the nurturing side of it. I was more on the, okay, it I see it. It has to get it. done. I, no, I see it for what it is, right? I know that he's just doing that and he's not used to being on his stomach. And if and if if it was up to you, you would never put him on the stomach. You would just wait for him to be ready and he would just push it and push it and push it because that's him. No, I was definitely down with putting him on his stum- for his tummy time. But if he cried, I wasn't just going to leave him there. For and he wouldn't cry he would whine that's what he would do in the beginning he would whine Hmm. he would he would do that and then he would look for you because he knows that if he does this you're you're going to react to it when it's me and him alone like i always tell you when me and him are alone and me and him are doing it he he doesn't even attempt to do half of the stuff that it is that he does when you're in the environment because he knows that he can't get away with it with me Mm-hmm. So when I used to tell you that he can do it, it's just us, that he's waiting to see if we're going to push him. So that's why I always think fathers are necessary because we're the pushers. We're the ones that push limits. We're the ones that push boundaries. We're the ones that are more worried about developmental. We're worried about the overall picture. And I think mothers are worried about keeping the kid comfortable, nurturing, and... Safe. Uh, yeah, safe and all that stuff. And not to say that me as a father, I was not worried about him being safe. I You're less worried. Mm, I don't. I I never saw these environments as not safe. Like in my mind, it was you're playing us. I can see you. You would give looks that would just go and say, if I if I do this, I don't have to do. It. Like if I scream, I don't have to do this. If I if I whine, I don't have to do that. And I was like, okay, I see what game with, that, that we're playing. Mm. But once he got to that stage of walking. It was now the stage of talking. So mm-hmm. it's a whole bunch of stuff. And just being a father and me, knowing that I had to bring bring him up from nothing and teach him everything, I really didn't really know what that truly meant mm-hmm. until just going through it. And we were very concerned about when, when he was going to talk. That was the next concern. It was like, oh, my God. it's already like, I forgot what it was, a year and a half, and we're reading all sorts of stuff saying babies should be um, saying three to four words. They should have like, I think it was like 50 words already. 150 words. Yeah, it was something crazy like that. And I was like, this man is not even. At the doctor's office, that's what it said. Yeah, I was like, he's not even talking. So to me, it was was very alarming. Well, he was always talking like from birth, but babbling. Like not saying real words. Yeah, right? and they were saying a hundred so, words and yeah, whatever. Like and I was like, say. whoa, this dude has like, maybe Like, mommy is home. Can you pick me up? It's like at a year and a half, no. It's like, no. So he didn't, he didn't end up talking until, I would say, what, three months after two? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was after two, I believe. He started to, definitely he not He started, 
being a parrot after that. Yeah, but he was, but he definitely was not saying no fifty words by two either. So to mm-hmm. me, it was just looking at the um, no, developmental he was still stuff. Babbling, yeah. yeah, he was still babbling. It was a lot of stuff that I was just like, man, this is this is very um, challenging. It was challenging, and then knowing that we were doing everything that I thought we could have done to get him to speak because talking to him, um, putting him in front of TV and him watching educational things. Um, but one reading thing, to him, reading to reading him books. at night, um, him. But one thing that really, really calmed me was that he was always extremely smart. So I comprehension say, wise. Yeah. He was always smart. He, to me, he danced before he walked that he was a born a dancer. He came out always moving, dancing, mm-hmm. um, he, he sang he before, sang he, before he talked. Um, when when we put him like he his brain was developed where he knew ABCs one two three like he can say those things before he can have a full conversation with you. Mm-hmm. But he'll know ABC one two three when you call and, his name he'll know and he'll point he know he just doesn't know the song ABC he knows exactly what letter is what exactly what sound what letter makes what sound yeah so I was like what if you know number all of that nine what the difference between number nine and number two but then really thinking about it is just different things in their bodies have to develop like their vocal cords have to develop um when he was first born too he he always had a hard time um moving his bowels Mm -hmm. like we we went through him not sleeping for two years through the night full through the night and people were telling me we definitely we i know i know you took the brunt of it right? we so i know every time we 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 say that you like to compare like oh, for sure you had to, you i will had to always do this but mm-hmm. we took the brunt of it because if he's not sleeping and you have to take care of him that means that you're not in a good mood to even be around me oh. and everything else or whatever so irregardless of whatever right whoever that's is still up, not yeah, whoever's up, go Who, ahead, finish whoever, your sentence. Whoever is up, whoever's dealing with it, it has ripples throughout the whole day. Yeah, your ripple, everything. it has um, direct ripples for me, indirect ripples for you. Okay, so are you are you saying I've, I've never been on night duty? Compared to me, I've been on 95% of night duty. But are you saying I've never been on night duty? No, you could, you could add a 5%. Okay. What I said. So... Again, and I don't. I don't even think it was mostly because I didn't want to be on night duty, right? Um, in the beginning, in the beginning. So what happens? I think is you were more in the beginning. Um, if he were to whine or he were to move or whatever, you were more in tune with him. Where you would get up. I think you would. Me. I think you would do unnecessary things in the beginning, as far as like waking him up to feed him or whatever. When you could just let him go to bed. No, because both of us were told. We didn't know what to do, but we were told by the doctor to wake him up. So we never had the conversation where it was like, oh, I think you should just let him sleep. I used to constantly tell you, leave him alone. I remember Last that. I, used to, I, used I to, don't. I know. I know you don't. In the, in the beginning, there was so that's what I was talking about in the beginning, right? There was no listening. There is no. There was even if I was talking, I was tuned out. So um, it was more of a. You don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not taking any like advice from you because you probably thought that I was trying to do more. I was doing more harm. My advice was doing more harm 
or whatever or i just didn't care as much as you did yeah or whatever but what whatever it was for me when i look at it i look for need like i i feel like now especially i'm extremely in tune with him i think now i provide tons of structure for Mm -hmm. him i believe he listens to me the most when it comes to any kind of direction i know i may be very stern with him i know i'm very loud with him um i know that i'm like to me i can give him looks and he'll look at me like okay let me stop right but it looks like abuse like people oh my it god looks it like doesn't a, look like i mean there's some people who would say in, in in these times people would say it looks like abuse because people are not used to giving their kids directions people are not used to speaking sternly to their kids it's like people let their kids do whatever they want to do or whatever, and whenever they feel like stopping, or whenever they feel like listening, is when they listen, or whatever. I don't believe in that type of parenting. I believe I'm the parent, you're the child. I provide structure for you. When I tell you stop, I'm telling you stop because I know what's best for you, because you don't mm-hmm. know what's best for you yet. I agree. So that's how I do it. I mean, even me and you sometimes we go at it because you look at me like, why do you have to be that? that stern with him like why don't you just like redirect him because i know you're talking about redirection oh well yeah you're you're always thinking he's above his level like if he's a seven-year-old that's just gonna stop moving when there's nothing to do so that is like if there's nothing to do and he's bored he's gonna do what he wants to do so that is that is where we have like a um communication <laughs> like breakdown a two and a half year old uh, it, I would never expect a two and a half year old just to sit because I told him to sit. Okay, that's where we have a communication breakdown. I'm home with him. When I tell him to sit, when it's just me and him alone, he sits. And he will sit for a, an extended period of time. And he will look at me to go and say, can I move or not? That's how he behaves when he's just with me. And that's, that's what I've, like, we never get to that because I don't know if you think I'm lying. I don't know if you think he's not capable. But I told you, as his father, I'm not trying to push him to stuff that he's not capable of doing. He has shown me that he can do it, and that's why I'm holding him to that standard. But, again, when you're in the environment, he knows he can get away with a lot more from you. And he knows that you overrule what I say. So, therefore, when I tell him to sit down, I see him sometimes try to look at me like, is it okay? But then he goes, mom, you say so. I ain't listening to you. You know what <laughs> I mean? And that, and, and that definitely pisses me off because um, I think that we're holding back his progress. And you think he's not ready for it, right? So, that to me, the hardest part about just, parenting is just that. It's not even ready for it. It's just doesn't make sense. I hear you. I hear you. But I'm, I'm telling you, he's a very well behaved boy with me very he's well. a very well behaved boy period nah i mean he's i would say he's more behaved conservative mimics my my demeanor my energy when it's just me and him he just knows that it's dad these are the rules that dad has set forth for me right and i can see that when you come home from work he lights up because he's like playtime. like he's like this is when i can unleash the beast. As he should. Yeah. Which, which, you know what I mean? That's the, the dynamic between both of us. But I am sure that's how it would be if you were home. And then um, I yeah. was on the opposite end. That probably would have happened. So he probably said, oh, dad is here. So now it's time for me to play around mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think it's good. I think overall he's a, he's, 
he's definitely more well behaved than the kids that I see outside for sure. But I think that he can be, he can always do better. That's just me. <laughs> That's just me. Harsh That's how I am. I think he can always do better. I would always like to, I would say, control his behavior at home before we get out in the public and then try to control or tell him to sit down for the first time in public. And I'm, and usually when we go out, I look at him, I'm just like, this is not the time to do it because he hasn't had the training. Right now, he's just going to do whatever he want to do because he doesn't understand. Now, he truly does understand why you as mom, who never, who never tells him to do it at home, is telling him to do that out in an environment. When it's me, if I'm with him and I tell him to stop and I'm being stern with him, sometimes you're like, oh, my God. And I'm just like, this is how he understands, though. Like, this is how he understands. It's how me and him communicate or whatever. And he's trying to push the limits only because you're in the environment. Mm. But... Overall, for the two and a half years, uh, what I can sum it up as is very, I think it's weird. I would say weird would, would be the, the, the word that I would use for the whole two and a half years because I expected it to be one way. And um, he's, he's definitely different. He's definitely different. Um, it's the first time that I'm seeing. What did you expect, better or worse? I expected well behaved, like completely well behaved. I oh. expected, yeah, no, I had I had different expectations as far as like I expect if I say no, no means no. <laughs> I say yeah, yeah means yeah. Were you that kind of kid? Yes, I was. Mm, yes, yes, I am telling you, yes. I mean, I can, you can, you can speak to um, my brother, you can speak to my sister, and you can ask my mother. Out of out of us, yes, I was the kid who was well behaved. Until what age? Until until I felt like not behaving uh, again. Right but, then he but, got the I feel like it <laughs> early. No, but he is he is a lot like me. He is a whole lot like me, and that's why I expect a whole lot more from him. Like even from the way that he thinks, even from the way that he learns or whatever. I think he's a whole lot like me because even when we take him to swimming, and he memorizes the routine. Like he doesn't sit there and he sits there and he follows for you to tell him what to do. He's like, I already know after about a couple of times mm-hmm. of doing this, I gotta stand up. Like that's how I am, that's how I was. And I and, and it's just like, oh, okay, I know how to deal with it. Like I, I know how to deal with a personality like him. You know, whatever. So that's why my expectations are a little bit higher because I want him to exceed me. So I try to and I know it begins from very young. And if he gives me a little, I'm going to drain that. The, the moment I see an inch <laughs> of, of, of what I'm looking for, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask for a whole lot more. And I'll always be mm. like that with him. Did you like that? Then, no, I always be like that. From, I, I didn't have that for me. Where if I was giving, no, if I was giving like if a little bit. if you got a 95, bit, you would expect a whole lot more. No, if, if, if I got a 95, if I got a 90, I wouldn't get a, oh, that's a great job. You're extremely smart and this and that. I'm proud of you. You should get 100. I didn't get that. I got a 95. What is this? You should get 100. That's not what I'm giving him. For me, I will reinforce it and say, great job. Number one, great job. Yeah, he applauds himself. That's one thing exactly. he does Exactly. He, he, does, he doesn't need anybody to. From birth, he's been so great job. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. He's so smart. And he's extremely cute now. Whenever he does something wrong, he says, sorry, <laughs> sorry, and whatever. So him, just him growing up is just like, wow, soon he'll be three. And I'm looking forward to the new things he'll do at three, right? And it's also scary that at three, he's going to be 
going to daycare or some kind of public environment because he's been home with me for the whole time. So that's kind of scary because I don't know how he'll he'll act, how he'll behave, um, where he'll fit in. I don't care how he'll act. I don't know how people are going to treat him. Exactly. Where he'll, like to me, like, and, and, I, and I know he doesn't like to share. And I know that's a stage. That's kids, right? They don't like to share. They I go through different stuff. I think he shares pretty well. With people that he wants to. But whenever whenever we go into an environment, I don't like to control it. Like when we're outside, like today we went to the museum. When we're outside and he's and he's playing with different people. I think he shared very well. I like to, yeah, I like to sit back and pretty much look and see what he's going to do with people, how he's going to act, look at his cues and everything else so I can get a sense of it. And what did you it. think? Because I thought he, he shared very well. He, um... He's a he's a typical kid. He oversteps boundaries. Um, he thinks everything is his. Even if you're in a corner, if he's playing with blocks, you're playing with blocks. He thinks your blocks is his blocks as well too, right? If he's knocking his down, he'll go to. But knock if you yours take down. one of his t- toys, he'll let you. If you take one of, uh, depending on what it is, I don't think he'll always let you. He'll just but, go to something else. Yeah, he he yeah he's his 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 attention span. I don't think will be like if you take something from him. I don't think he's too, um, but connected attached. to things like uh, yeah. I don't think he's too attached to things in that way. Him, he'll be like, all right, whatever. I'll move on to the next, which I think is good, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I don't know. Some people may think that's bad, but I think that's good for him. I but I want to, I want to mitigate as many calls. Or be as prepared as I can be, which I know is very. It might be very toxic. It might. It might be very unrealistic, right? Which I. Which I know, but it's not going to stop me from being who I am. But <laughs> I want to understand what his limits are, what his boundaries are, what he'll do more or less. So when calls come in, I'm not shocked that they're going to say, "Oh, you know, your son did this or your son did that." For me to be like, "No, my son is not and- capable of doing that." Um, no, I don't want no. Because I, I think I have a firm grasp on his capabilities and what kind of calls we'll be getting mm-hmm. um, from daycares and schools and stuff about him. And I've always told you that it's, it's harder for guys when we go into society because as a little girl, people look at you guys as very delicate flowers when you're young. You get, you get that treatment at home as well as when you're out in the world or whatever. People won't just, when you guys fall... It's a big deal when you guys fall. Someone will come and pick you guys up because you're little girls, right? Little boys when we fall out. No one's coming to pick us up. No, uh, they're what? not. If you have a little girl, right? If you have a daycare full of girls and boys, right? And a girl is playing with a boy and she pushes him and he hits the floor, right? People are not going to come to his defense on like, oh my God, it's not going to be like, you better, so. ma- you better man up. Like, why are you letting this little girl bully you? Mm, I, think I think that would be more of the masculinity, it is which women don't really um, partake in. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's so what you could find that in fathers saying that and doing that. But I don't think women adhere to those kind of things. So you think women treat guys and girls the same exact way, especially little boys. I think women are opposite of what you're saying. Women treat and shelter little boys and don't shelter little girls as much. Women pacify their little boys. 
more than they do their girls because their girls, just like us men, we will pacify our little girls and we won't do it for the boys, right? So I think that's an interesting point too. And that's probably why guys are underperforming overall because it is because of a how single mothers pacifying their uh, yeah and and acting and demanding <laughs> more and demanding more of their little girls. So oh, one hundred percent. I see. So you see the girls outperforming the guys outperforming because they have like perfect example. Like I told you, someone I work with, her daughter is a principal and her son what, a is janitor? a para. A para. See. Her daughter has her own home. Son lives in her basement, doesn't pay rent. And she's okay with it. Yeah. And as, as to me, a grown man who can't take care of himself is extremely unattractive. Yeah, it's crazy. And and she she's not setting him up to find a mate. And she's not setting up her girl to find a mate. I'm I'm pretty sure she's not setting her up to find a mate. I think like she's she would probably. Mm, she know. Like I would, she would have a harder time if she's looking for someone on her level or above her level. Well, yeah, she would have a harder she time. She makes a lot. She's busy all the time. She her mindset no time. is her mindset will be different because she came from a single mother who told her she has to be strong and all this other stuff. So she has the characteristics to succeed in life, which is great, right? Career wise and everything else. But as it comes to a relationship with a man, she sucks. She doesn't have those characteristics because they're the direct opposite of what you need in life to succeed with a man, right? So you you see this imbalance, you know what I mean? And, and to me, I always say fathers are important. There's no way for you to sit there and have a kid and push the man out of the household. The man is, is, is important. And I think the most important piece in the society, I would say. With the success of whatever society is, I think we do the hard stuff. We're the ones that provide structure. We're the ones that provide order in the household. We're the ones that can make the tough decisions whenever you guys are leading with your hearts, Mm -hmm. right? We're the ones that usually see things for what they are. We're usually the ones that, that are very discerning, right? So without that important piece of the puzzle... I think this is why we have what we have now, modern day. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Fatherhood. But, but fatherhood, fatherhood is, I would say, so, some days good, some days challenging. challenging. Never bad. Never bad. Never completely bad. But challenging <laughs> when it get no when it gets challenging, it gets frustrating. Um, but having help, having you here, I think is what doesn't push me overboard because there are some times where I know if I had to exclusively take care of him 24 by 7 I would not be in my right mind oh yeah and single mothers do that all day long they're not in their crazy. right mind yeah I don't believe they're Sad. in their right mind because they, they it's help you yeah, need, you help. need help. help you need Everybody help needs help um, so what do you think about Father's Day just passing I haven't seen as many mothers saying happy Father's Day to me I know you especially love no, that. No, that's dead. That that I mean, we've the rise of fathers being active inside of their children's lives has squashed that narrative. I haven't seen that one of those posts on Father's <laughs> Day, and I haven't seen that for maybe the past two fathers since I've been a father. I haven't seen that post. 
Maybe. Maybe the first year I might have still won, but I know it's dead now, right? Um, my Father's Day was amazing. A lot of um, some fathers I see from different shows that I watch, they say they don't get much of anything. And I don't know if it's because men, we don't ask you guys for much of anything. But well, same thing for women. No, meaning, you know, for Mother's Day, you guys, even if you don't ask for anything or whatever, like Mother's Day is on the TVs, it's in every store. Um, everybody has women in their life, so everybody. Everyone talking. has a mother. Everybody has a mother. There's aunts. There's there's all sorts of stuff, right? But when Father's Day, it was usually it's usually quiet unless like your spouse or whoever wants to celebrate you. But I must say that my Father's Day this year was absolutely amazing. Um, it started mm-hmm. off on Thursday when we started celebrating, and you took me to. An Italian restaurant. And I can't lie, when we first got there, I was like, what the hell is on this menu? I don't understand none of these things. This looks you like You used to fancy. Nine, I definitely. I ain't used to that kind of fancy, fancy like that. Um, so I'm there like, damn, what is this? But after we had our appetizer, whatever that was, that bread with the spicy whatever thing they had, oh, I was like, okay, this is good. And when we were looking at the drink, out. when we look at the drink menu... I was like, damn, none of these drinks look good. Um, but it's it's it is me wanting things to be perfect. It's me that wants Weirdo. to be yeah, it's wanting me. things to be perfect. When it is me do that you wants have to things be things perfect for me. No, I hear that. Has I hear to that. Be perfect it is me. it is me wanting to be over celebrated. It is me wanted um you know what I mean? It's me wanting to crazy. be me wanting to be recognized. It's it's very selfish. And but like I said, you delivered, right? Thursday. Don't look forward to it next year. It's all right. Don't worry about it. But this year was great. The Thursday was really good. What did we do Friday? I don't remember what we did Friday. Um, nothing. I don't think. Cause I don't we think Friday was. Yeah, Friday. But Saturday we had a barbecue by us, which was pretty good. Of course, I was on a grill. You prepared all the stuff. We had an abundance of food. It was, we we were hanging out the whole day. We were watching movies. Um, everybody came kind of late because it was on a Saturday. And then the following Sunday, what did we do on Father's Day itself? Because I know we, we took. We went to Miles Swimming and then we went to brunch. Oh, we went to, yeah, we went, we we did our typical Sunday routine, which is taking uh, Miles to swimming class. And then after swimming class, we went to a nice little, I think it was like a coffee shop you took me mm. to. The coffee was whew, was great. Like the coffee, um, I got a I got like a tuna sandwich. I'm yeah, I love tuna. The tuna was good. <laughs> you had I think you had what you had waffles or something I, like that. I don't know. It was yeah, uh, yeah, but and Miles had like a Nutella, a Nutella something. I mean, Miles didn't really. Toast. Yeah, he didn't really enjoy himself because we were outside and there was a dog. And the <laughs> dog was just barking. And whenever he, he hears these down. loud barks, he definitely shuts down. He doesn't. I don't know what it is. I don't know why he's scared of dogs that much. He's super afraid of dogs. It's because of Yogi. Yeah, but. Mm. He's terrified. Yeah. So. Of a bark. And so when he was eating, he was having his fun. But once the dog started barking, he wanted nothing to do with food. 
not and you know as a mom I, I felt like saying get that dog <laughs> out of here but <laughs> who brings a dog to a restaurant but but look people those are those people's children so you yeah, can't even father's day yeah you can't even crazy yeah, yeah and, and there was a there was a father and a, and a mother there <laughs> with their dog insane it wasn't even a uh what's it called dog no it was a big dog mm-hmm. it, I, what, what was it a dalmate it was a big dog i don't know what what kind of dog it was but he disturbed Miles a little bit. So after and that, another baby who was months old who was sleeping. And every time the baby was sleeping, the damn dog would bark and wake the baby up. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. They can't even enjoy their meals. Probably the first meal out for Father's Day. The, the parents. And this dog keeps waking the baby up. Yeah. Nuts. But So inconsiderate. But on top of that, uh, everybody pretty much was gave us gave all the fathers um little gifts and stuff like that it was it was us it was me your father and it was also um your uncle mm-hmm. who was there and everybody got gifts everybody i i think all of them felt loved appreciated like we all should and um i think so what's you gonna do for mother's day next whatever it is that you you want you don't want me to do for Mother's Lies. Day. No, it is whatever it is that you want me to do for Mother's Day. I mean, the last Mother's Day, what did I do for you? When you asked me, I took my notes on my phone, and I made sure that everything you asked for, even though you may have changed but your But I mind. don't ask for a lot of things. I'm not you. <laughs> Look, I want to be celebrated. I, to me, and, being, a and father, what else? being a father, being a father is a, is a great oh, honor. It's a great responsibility. I think that I, I don't, I don't care what anybody say. I think I carry it well. Um, so ah. I want, I want <laughs> to be. Same thing for mothers though. Yeah. Well, I am not saying as opposed to a mother, I'm just talking strictly as a father and how we have just not been appreciated um, until of recent years or whatever. I just want you to know in my house, there's no room for not celebrating Fathers. Oh love! No, no, seriously, there's there's no just room for that. There's Nothing no room. Next year. <laughs> there's no room for not celebrating fathers. There's no room for under appreciating fathers on a day that we should be elevated, right? Um, but again, it's a day, right? But we're now starting to get the credit that we want for the day that was so always you are here being us. the spokesperson for yes, all for, fathers for, for, yes exactly for myself first <laughs> and all fathers <laughs> and all fathers i have to be the spokesperson for for the um the most important piece in in the family so unit. you say yeah so i only say. you say no so we see we not really i'm telling you the way what what's going on out here is is, is a direct result of fathers not being inside the household and there's nothing else to blame for it but fathers not being in a household. We don't care well, about Well, why aren't we fathers in the household? Why. That directly makes them bad about, fathers. We don't care. Ha. Huh, we don't care about why fathers are not in there because why now not? we no, now we are changing that standard. We're changing it starting from my starting from me on. I don't I don't I, I can't control outside people's things and I and I definitely can't control anybody's choices. But I do know that if a father wants to wants to be in a baby's life, in a child's life, and the mother doesn't want you there, you're not there. Point blank, period. So, yeah, because you don't fight hard enough for your child. 
Yeah, and I don't think that we should be having to fight for something that we naturally that, you want. that we no that we that we we have ownership to. It's not nothing for us to fight for. You don't claim more ownership than we do. Exactly. In our child. So you can go to very easily go to court and say you want fifty fifty custody. The courts are in your favor. The courts are no, not going. No, you you have just as much right as I do. We have just as much right as you do by yes. birthright. But whenever, but whenever we're talking about courts, the courts do they not see us as equal. 50, 50. They will, they do not see us as equal people in to rights to our children, anything like that at all. They rather definitely nowadays for sure. They rather put us on child support, right? And they rather make us weekend dads. That's what that's what the courts rather do. They don't. They're not in business to not make money. They're not in business to give us 50-50 and no one pays anything because they get paid from the child support. Mm-hmm. So, no, the courts are not in our favor. But if we if if we keep it out of the courts, which is where it belongs, out of the courts and inside between the two people who decided to lay down and have the kid, right, we would be equal. But, again, you guys will flex your muscle. You guys will take us to the courtroom where you know that our voices are not heard. So I fight. For the unheard, I fight for the fa- for all those fathers who want to be inside their kids' lives who can't for whatever reason. So, okay, Creed. but like I said, fatherhood is the best hood, right? And to rep, true. The only hood to rep is is fatherhood, and I I do not applaud any fathers who do not raise their children. I would not have fathers around me in my circle who would have a kid and walk out the kid's lives, I would advocate for him to fight that losing battle for um, his child or his Dang. children. I would definitely advocate for him to fight for it. but um, And I would encourage him to fight as long as he can because I know he has to put out his resources to continue to fight where the woman does not have to put out any resources to fight. So there's a lot of things that people don't know that fathers go through, right, that we will continue going through just because we are man and not woman. But I will always Whatever fight and speak <laughs> for my for my kind. So, what do you think about Roe versus Wade and fatherhood now? Ooh, I would I would love to have a different show on Roe versus Wade. Okay. That that should be its own show. So, on that, we'll save that. On me. that, we will end here. All right, guys, peace. You heard the man. <laughs> <laughs>